0: Glory to God. Somebody excited, shout a powerful amen. amen. Lift your right hands to, above your head. Let's pray together. Father, we rejoice that we have this opportunity to learn, to grow, to be equipped. Thank you, Lord, for the light that shines in our minds. Thank you, Lord, for the glorious inheritance that we have in Christ. And thank you for the opportunity we have to grow in their realities. I ask that your word comes with clarity this morning. Bodies and yokes are destroyed. Clarity upon clarity by the teaching of your word. Your people equipped, edified, Jesus glorified. Nobody lives here the same way they came. We give you praise, glory, and honor for answered prayer. In Jesus' precious name and every believer says a powerful Amen. amen. Lift your right hands to heaven. Let's release our feet together. As we say these words, I am born of God. I am born of the world. The word of God is my nature. I do not struggle to do the word. I do the word naturally. Therefore, today I will understand the word of his grace. I will be built up. By the end of this service, I will never be the same. Never ever be the same again. In Jesus' name. And every believer says a powerful amen. We want to welcome everybody to this service by way of Kingdom Life Network, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. All of the social media community, we want to welcome all of you brothers and sisters to the service this morning. We also want to welcome the Bomb State community connected to the service right now by way of Comfort FM, XLFM FM, Radio Akwaibom, Passion FM, Inspiration FM, and Heritage FM. We're so glad to have all of you connected to the service. Do me a favor, call somebody, a friend, a brother, somebody in the village, in the local government, or somebody in the capital city. Ask them to tune to this service right now on this radio station. Life is flowing through the airwaves. Our social media community, like you've always done, let's get this word to the ends of the earth. Let's lighten the dark places of the earth by bringing the fragrance of Jesus' grace to mankind. So help me share the video on your page. Join as many groups as possible. Drop them on Monogram, Telegram, WhatsApp groups. Let's get this word to the ends of the earth. And thank you for making it happen again today. All our campuses around the world, we want to welcome every one of you to the service this morning. Oh my goodness. Hey guys, get ready. We're going to have an exciting study in the word of his grace. Is anybody in the building excited about the opportunity to hear the word? If you're excited, can we give Jesus a greatest shout of celebration? Glory! Glory! Amen! Grab a pen and notebook, your Bible, and you can be seated with your sweet, smart self as we get into the world this morning. <clears throat> Glory to God. Alright, so we've still been looking at leadings and perceptions. And we're going to be here for quite a bit because the things I'm sharing with you on leading and perceptions are very critical for your life if you are going to experience a victory that is yours in Christ Jesus. Every child of God has been guaranteed victory, a victorious Christian life, a victorious adventure in life in the fulfillment of God's plan and purposes for their lives. The book of Ephesians chapter 1 verse number 16, Ephesians chapter 1 verse number 16, brother Paul praying for the church at Ephesus said, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Next verse. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom that is revelation in the knowledge of him. Look at the next verse. That the eyes of your understanding, the eyes of your mind, the eyes of your understanding, the eyes of your mind, being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. And what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints that you may know. So we began to establish that brother Paul took time to pray for the church at Ephesus to come to this place of precise, exact, accurate knowledge concerning the plan of God, concerning the purpose of God, concerning the will of God, concerning the intent of God for their lives. It's wanting to be born of God is another thing to acknowledge, to come to a place of knowledge Precise understanding of what the will, the intent, and the plan of God is for your life. The book of 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, verse 23. 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, verse number 23. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly and your whole spirit. I told you there's no I pray there because it's not a prayer. It was Brother Paul revealing to the church at, at, at Thessalonica, there are realities in Christ, so it wasn't a prayer, it was an acknowledging. All right, put it and your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Look at the sequence your whole spirit and soul and body, because what God intends is that your spirit leads your soul, your soul leads your body. Your spirit leads your soul. Your soul leads your body. I told you that your spirit is the teacher. Your soul is the student. And your body is the janitor. Or your body is the slave that carries out the decisions of your spirit via your soul. When your spirit leads, because your spirit knows everything. Your spirit is in tandem or in a union with the spirit of God. So your spirit knows everything. Your spirit knows all that God will have you do. Your spirit knows everything that God will have you do. But your mind is a student in the school of the spirit. And then your body is just waiting for the decisions of your spirit that translates through your understanding to be carried out in your physical body. Remember we also took time to look at some things last week. And we said that fear is not God leading you. When God is leading you into his plan and purpose, he doesn't use the weapon of fear. God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. So fear is not one of those ways God leads you. And I also took time to make you see that, you know, God could give you a warning. You could just sense a warning, an indicator, something warning you. And then there's a sense of caution, but it will not be fear. It will be a sense of caution, but it will not be fear. So sometimes, you know, when God tries to get his word to communicate to you and you're not catching up, he tries to get his word to communicate to you you're not catching up, sometimes in his mercy, he could warn you in a dream or he could warn you in a vision. Now that doesn't mean every dream is God talking to you. Observe what I said. When God tries to get his word to you and you're too dull. And then in his mercy he could intervene by giving you a dream. And even that dream you will know what God is saying. And it will be in tandem with his word. It will not breed fear at all. It could also be a vision. Because not everything that God tells you that comes in form of a dream of a vision. Primarily, the leadings of God will come via His Word, via His Word, or by His Spirit in agreement with His Word. It's important to also note that not everything God tells you makes you happy, because sometimes you will not be okay emotionally, but you know that this is what God wants you to do. It could go against what you wanted to do. Therefore, you won't be happy because this is what you wanted to do. And God is leading you in a different direction. So, sometimes you won't be happy. So, don't expect that whenever God tells you something, it will make you happy. Sometimes it may actually make you very unhappy because it's going against the grain, going against what you expected. And let me also mention to you, sometimes when God tries to get you conscious of something and you're not able to catch up, He now talks to you in the subconscious, in the subconscious, and shows you some things that you will see and they will help you stop from going in the direction that will take you out of God's ultimate plan for your life. You know, when it comes to God, you must realize that when God talks to you, he expects you and he patiently waits for you to acknowledge what he is saying to you. You know, the warnings that God gives you don't come easy, especially when you have to change what you do. Our emotions can react negatively. But you know the difference between emotions and leadings. Remember, the word of God is quick and powerful and is able to divide the soul and the spirit. The soul and the emotions. The spirit is the leading of God. And so the word of God brings you to a place of accuracy, a place of discernment, a place of sharpness where you're able to say, "Mm -mm, these are my emotions. This is God. My emotions are not God. You're able to decipher between you wanting to do something and God wanting you to do something, but it will take the teaching of God's word. Because it's only the word of God that is able to divide the soul from the spirit. Nothing else can do that. Only the word of God. So that's why you've got to give yourself to the teaching of God's word and you've got to spend quality time meditating on the word of God. You've got to think over the word over and over again until you become so conversant with the word of God that you are able to just, by the word of God, divide your emotions from the leading of the spirit. I don't know if I'm communicating at all. That's so important because see, when your emotions lead you, they lead you ultimately to disaster. Your emotions were never designed to lead you at all. It was your spirit that was designed to lead you. But some people are led by their emotions and others are led by their circumstances because they are sowing to the flesh and he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. You've got to sow to the spirit. Give yourself to the teaching of God's word. Give yourself to prayer in the spirit. Give yourself to listening to God. Give yourself to waiting on the Lord. And spend more time hearing the teaching of God's word. That is what equips and builds you up to a place of discernment. Where you're able to divide your spirit from your emotions. God also gives you directions per time, per issue. Per time, per issue. Now it's very important. God gives you direction per time, per issue. You know, when it comes to Joseph, God looked at Joseph in the Bible and said, Joe, that pregnancy is of the Holy Ghost when Mary was pregnant. <laughs> Joe, that pregnancy is of the Holy Ghost. And if you observe, God's dealings with Joseph and Mary was in faces. Phases. phases. He didn't tell them everything at once. It was in phases. Faces. Because that's the way God operates. He drops a word per time. A word per time. Then he waits for you to do what he has said. Then he drops another one. Then he drops another one. Ultimately, it is a combination of all of these that God keeps saying to you per time that leads you into God's ultimate will and plan and purpose for your life. All right. so don't expect God to give you a storybook of your life. Don't expect God to drop in your hand an encyclopedia or to drop into your hands details of how your life is going to turn out. Don't expect that because God doesn't operate like that. He's going to tell you, imagine if God had told the Old Testament Joseph, Joseph the dreamer in the Old Testament, all the details. If they had told him, Joe, get ready, you know, your brothers are going to hate you. And because of hatred, they are going to sell you a slave. Joe, you know, I love you. As you're going for, into slavery, you will first of all be buried in the pit. And in the pit, some people will come and buy you off. And Joe, you know, I love you, but uh, I don't have any other way to get you there other than this way. And then you will end up in Potiphar's house where you'll be a house boy. Joe, you're still on your way to my plan. And in Potiphar's house, Potiphar's wife will put you in trouble. And because of that trouble, Joe, you will end in prison. You know, I love you, Joe. I love you, Joe. But you're on your way, on your way to the palace. On the way to the palace, you stop by the pit. From the pit to Potiphar. Joe, you know I love you. You will be in prison, Joe, for a long while. You will be in prison. Joe, you will be in prison. Joe, you will be in prison. You will even interpret people's dreams in the prison and they will forget you. But Joe, you are still in my plan for your life. Joe, you will still be in prison. Joe, you will be in prison. And in the prison, you will arrive at the position of the monitor of the class. Joe, you will be a monitor in prison. Joe, you will be a monitor in prison. Imagine if God told Joe all of that. Joseph will have run away from the plan. Joseph will have run away. Who wants to follow a plan where everything is suffering, 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 suffering? And then Joe, finally you will arrive at the palace, Joe. You will arrive, but Joe it's going to take time. Maybe 30 to 40 years of rigmarole in around Joe. So God wouldn't give you everything. Because you see, God spoke to me and said, if I'm going to tell you everything about your life ahead of time, you will walk in the flesh and not by faith. I'm not going to tell you everything so that you can look up to me and trust me and walk by faith. Step by step into what I will lead you ultimately to. So that's why God is not going to give you a storybook of your life. He's not going to give you details. He doesn't work like that. God will give you one revelation per time. He doesn't tell you everything. God's leadings has things like stop, wait, don't go yet. All those are phrases you will experience in the course of God leading you to his plan for your life. You know, um, um, in Acts chapter 16, God told Paul, don't go yet. He didn't say don't go at all. He said, don't go yet. Don't go yet. Not don't go at all. Meaning, it's not yet time. So there is timing in God's leading. There is timing in God's leading. All right, because being out of God's will could mean different things. Number one, being out of God's will, please listen carefully to this. Being out of God's will could mean different things. Number one, being out of God's will could mean doing what God wants you to do the wrong time. When you do what God wants you to do the wrong time, you are out of the will of God. (laughs) Doing what God wants you to do the wrong time, you are out of the will of God. Romans chapter 12 verse 2, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed, how? By the renewing of your mind that you may prove. That you may prove, the word prove there is the word acknowledge. What is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? That you may acknowledge that. The good, the acceptable and perfect will of God. So the will of God is perfect. The will of God is perfect. But if you're in a hurry to do what God told you to do, you will be doing it out of the will of God. You will be doing it out of the will of God. So to be out of the will of God could mean different things. The first one is doing what God has told you the wrong time. You will not be different from the man who has not heard from God. Because God told you but you did it the wrong time. And the reason why it will not work is because the time you are doing it, the things that ought to be in place... For it to symphonize as the will of God is not in place. So therefore, it's out of the will of God. So to do God's will will be to do what God wants you to do. In the way he wants you to do it. And when he wants you to do it. Do what God wants you to do. The way he wants you to do it. And when he wants you to do it. If you're in a hurry, you do the right thing the wrong time. Right, wrong time. The right thing at the wrong time. I have seen people get married the wrong time. And the marriage look like a cause instead of a blessing. They got married the wrong time. Most divorces, most, I didn't say all, most divorces are as a result of marrying either the wrong time or the wrong person. You find a young boy getting married when he's not emotionally stable to a young girl that is not emotionally stable. Then when they arrive at stability, their taste and appetite and their preferences change and then they don't fit anymore. They are no more compatible and then they start fighting. They start having all kinds of misunderstandings because they got married. Married is the will, Marriage is the will of God, but they did it the wrong time, so they are out of the will of God for their life. Adam didn't get a wife until the Eden, the garden was ready. And Adam was not a boy. He came out a full-grown man. Full-grown man. And even before, he, 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 before before any other thing, everything was put in place for him. And then he slept. And out of him came out Eve. Because that's the way God functions. You can't get married when things are not in place. Things have to be in place for it to be the right time for you to marry. If not, you will suffer like a man that never heard from God before. Things must be in place. I'm not saying you must have all the money in the world. Those are not the things I'm talking about. I'm talking about emotional stability. I'm talking about, you know, mental maturity. I'm talking about financial ability. You must have some responsibility Ability to be responsible. That when you're going to visit your in-laws, you don't borrow money to buy wine. You don't borrow car and borrow transport. Then how are you going to leave? You will borrow house. So a boy that is not fit to be responsible should not talk to a girl. You didn't hear that. He should not talk to a girl. Not by any mistake. So ladies, if a young man is talking to you, ask him how responsible are you. Don't be flabbergasted by his handsomeness. Handsome will become ugly or uglified when food is not forthcoming and when bills are not being paid and when he starts sending you to your mother's house to get a cup of Gary, a cup of rice, a cup of semo from your mother. No, no. That marriage is not the will of God. You guys have married out of the will of God and you will have the problems that come with such decisions I'm teaching good this morning what I'm teaching this morning may not agree with what your relationship experts have told you out there I'm bringing to you the wisdom of God that created the universe And sometimes a lady could not, be, could not be ready for marriage. She may not be emotionally stable. Everything you ask her, let me talk to my mommy. Everything you ask her, let me talk to my daddy. My daddy doesn't want me to go out. My daddy frowned when I came back. No, that's not a lady for marriage. Because when you marry and you say, darling, should we eat rice? Let me go and ask my mommy. Mommy, should we? Because she has not gotten to a place of independence where she can make decisions. You don't marry babies. It's child abuse. Abbey? Abbey no be so... We're talking about the will of God here now. You guys, uh, Dr. Damina is there, a will of God in marriage. You better listen now, so you stop asking those questions. i will show you clearly what the will of God is doing the right thing at the right time. time. So there is a timing to things. There is a timing to things. Marriage will be full of crises. When you get into it wrong time You can do the right thing at the wrong time And look like a total failure Some people are out of ministry today Because they did the right thing at the wrong time So in hearing from God Our perception or reception Of what God is saying is vital In business, in marriage, in career And in relationships is vital Sometimes people come into our lives too early. There are some people I don't want to meet at this level of my life. I would like to meet them in 10 years time. There are some people I don't want to meet right now. I want to meet them in 5 years time. Because that is when I will be I will be ready for such relationships. There are some people God designed for you to be friends with. But if you meet them earlier than that time, you will be their boy-boy. And God's plan was not for you to be their boy. God's plan was for you people to be friends. But because you hurried into the relationship, you ended up being a boy in the relationship. And that is out of the will of God for that relationship. I'm teaching good here. Because God's plan for you in that relationship was not to be a boy. But because you hurried into it, you rushed into it, you became a boy. And being a boy in that relationship will affect every other area of, your, of, of the plan of God for your life. You will soon see what I'm teaching. There are people I don't want to meet right now. No, it's not a prayer point. I will meet them at the right time. Egebo gaba Just follow the plan of God All the people you are wishing to meet today You will naturally meet them Because There's a place where eagles Gather Except you're not an eagle All eagles have a place where they gather Am I talking to somebody here So just grow Follow the plan of God Wherever they gather You will eventually get there And when you get there, you're not going to get there as a baby eagle. You will get there as an eagle of your own. I'm teaching good now. So in hearing from God, perception. So if you force such relationships, you are in the flesh. And you reap corruption. Imagine if Joseph knew about Egypt and what God will do in Egypt with him, Joseph the dreamer, and bought a ticket and flew. He bought a ticket and flew to Egypt. He will have avoided the pit, he will have avoided Potiphar, and he will have arrived in Egypt to be washing plates and selling petrol. And there is no way he will have arrived at Potiphar's house selling petrol and washing plates. Because the only way he will have arrived at Potiphar's house is to go through the pit, be sold a slave, brought into the slave market, then Potiphar will come and buy a slave and it will be Joseph. You can't abort the process. And you can't avoid the process of growth. You can't. You can't avoid it and you cannot abort it. You've just got to go through it. Stay with me. I'm teaching good. Stay with me. You don't have to go by air. Go God's way. Sometimes God's way can be very uncomfortable. So, the right thing can be done the wrong way. And sometimes it can be done the wrong time. I told you last Sunday, after 14 years or 15 years of ministry, God told Kenneth Hagin, Dad Hagin, to enter the first phase of his ministry. That it is now you are entering the first phase of your ministry. After 15 long years of ministry. Those 15 years are not recognized in God's calendar. 15, Casey Price, 11 years. Then God said, now, are you ready to do what I wanted to do? Because all these 11 years, you only did your thing, not my thing. And Kenneth Hagin said, some people all their lifetimes never entered God's plan for their lives till they died. They went through life. Just eating, drinking, and achieving nothing. Because they never wanted to know the plan of God for their lives. The Bible tells us, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. lean not your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will do what? He will direct your path. So there is a path God has for you and only he can direct it. You can't direct yourself. When I meet people and say, Dr. Dabina, you are such a powerful teacher of God's word. How did you, why did you go to Akwaibom? Where is Bomb? Why didn't you start ministry in Abuja or Lagos? If I was in Abuja or Lagos, I would have long forgotten ministry maybe. Because I wouldn't have been in the plan of God for my life. bomb was the pathway that God brought me through. And I'm not ashamed of it. I'm so happy. And I'm ready to bring the whole world to Acquai to come and get the word. Amen. I didn't hear your amen. That's the plan of God. That's the way God wants it to be. In the early years, I even went to Port Harcourt because Port Harcourt looked better for me. I went to Port Harcourt and I even stayed in Port Harcourt for one year. Thinking that's where God wanted me to be. And God told me, no, 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 Port Accord is not a place, get back to Acquibon. And the conditions with which I came back to Acquibon from Port Accord were not conditions anybody will desire. Because now I came back without a house and I came back without a place to stay. I came back without anything. Because the first place I was staying, I had dismissed, I had discharged them came back and struggled, 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 slept by the road, slept in somebody's pallor on the floor, slept in another person's pallor on the floor in the housing and uh, you know, just like that, but I knew this is where God wanted me to be, so I was ready to go through all those things and then eventually, 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 eventually. It wasn't rosy, it wasn't nice, but some of the things I went through are the reason why I'm where I am today. You know, people see me and they think I'm a fly by night. I'm not a fly by night, guys. I'm not a fly by night. I met Pastor Fred, one of my friends in Abuja. I've not seen him for years now. And he said to me, Dr. Damina, you know, um, please have mercy on the boys. (laughs) Please have mercy on the boys. I didn't understand what he was saying. It was later on, Pastor Philemon was telling me that what the man is saying is that the things you are teaching are too heavy for them. You should calm down small. Please have mercy on the boys. (laughs) So when Pastor Philemon gave me understanding, I started laughing. So when I started laughing, the guy now, now, the guy now said we'll meet later. So when we met later, he said he was in Redeem Camp in Lagos, and one senior person in Redeem was telling him that there's this boy, that there's this boy in Aquaibom, Abel Damina, this boy. So the guy said, he said to him, do you know who you're talking about? Do you know who you're talking about? He's not a boy. Yo. Don't be deceived by his physical make. He's not a boy. He said, That person you are talking about is the one who ordained Paul a nature to ministry. He's not a boy. Yo. Stop calling him a boy. He's just blessed with a good body. The guy has been around. This guy has been around. This boy has been around. Next year also, I should be 40 years in ministry preaching this Bible. No reading Bible, preaching it. So I'm not a boy. I didn't just appear. I didn't just emerge. You know, my antecedents are very, very clear. The fathers know it. Those they call fathers. Some of the people they even call fathers of faith in Nigeria are not older than me. They are not older than you. Leave that in you. I'm not joking. I'm not, listen to me, I'm not joking. So when they are saying Dr. Damina is talking against the fathers, who are the fathers? Who are the? Am I not a father? In this country, I am a father of faith in Nigeria and around the world. So what are you talking about? If I was in the Nigerian army by now, I would be a general. Forty years in the army, I would be a general in the army. Leave that you know. We are not boys. Don't be deceived by my face. Then the, the pastor said, Dr. the only thing that used to save you is this, your bald head. Because when they see this, your bald head, they know you're not a small boy. I say, Oh, father, increase the baldness more. If that's the way they know that I'm not a small boy. Am I a small boy? When you hear me talk things, I speak from the weight of my my the weight of my ministerial debt. I'm not a boy, I'm not NYSC. We've been around. We've been around. It's important for you to understand my credentials. We've been around. We've been around. And not just around quiet, we've been around making impact all over the world. Dr. Damina is talking against them. Which fathers? Am I not a father? Most of the people they call fathers are my children. Uh, We don't have grandfathers in ministry, otherwise, I would have been a grandfather. (laughs) So, when people say it's talking against the father, ask him which fathers is he not a father? Do you know where he has been through? Do you know from where he came? I'm not, I, I didn't just emerge. I'm not just an emerging voice. Some people think maybe the reason why I say the things I say is because I'm looking for popularity. Popularity now. I have been popular. I have been popular. If it's popularity, I don't do, I have done popularity and I have left popularity for the boys. Let me boast a little in my (laughs) folly. Amen. Amen. I have told you if I was in the Nigerian army by now, I would be a general. And I'm not joking. So don't be in a hurry, follow the plan of God. God talks to you part time. Sometimes he tells you, don't go. Sometimes he tells you, not yet. Sometimes he tells you, go. Faces of direction. In Acts chapter 27, Acts 27, okay? But just before I look at Acts 27, remember, doing it the wrong time is, all to, is wrong altogether. Doing the right thing the wrong time is wrong altogether. Doing it the wrong time is wrong altogether. Doing it with the wrong people doing it with the wrong people is wrong altogether. Some people are divorced because they married the wrong person. And some people decided to build their lives on experiences and emotions. Feelings will always change but God's plan never changes. So don't build your life on feelings. You must wait to perceive what God is saying properly. Look at Acts 27 verse 10. Acts chapter 27 verse number 10. And he said unto them, "Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with heart and much damage, not only of the laden and ship." but also of our lives. I perceive. That's wisdom. I sense. I sense. I perceive. It's like a brother says, I perceive that girl is my wife. It's better than to say, God told me you are my wife. No, it's better to say, I perceive. I perceive. Because sometimes in perception, you may not perceive accurately, but it will be close to it. See, you may not perceive, so that's why we use the word perception. And when I perceive like that, I ask for help. You ask for help from people that are more mature so they can help you look at your perception and guide it and fine tune it, like you fine tune the signal for DSTV and fine tune the signal for your, for your television networks or radio networks. You, you find, How many of you, how many of you, how many of you are conversing with radio here? You know, sometimes when you have this small radio, This small radio, mobile radio that you carry. Sometimes when you pull the antenna and then you are listening to news, you get to a place, you will hear the radio do, the the news will go, then you adjust the position of the radio. As soon as you adjust, then you hear clearly. What happened was, you fine-tuned your receptivity to the signal and you got to where the signal is right. So all the noise disappeared. When you are, when you are hearing of God, is not fine-tuned. You can hear God with noise. And you may hear the noise louder than what God is saying. So that's why there's the need for fine-tuning. Is what we call counseling. Counseling. When you come for counseling and we sit down and ask you questions and we look at your answers in the light of scripture and we tell you no, yes, no, 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 no. Look at the scripture. We are fine-tuning your reception so that you can have the right signal and know exactly what God will have you do. It's good to seek for help, especially when you have a prophecy. You have a dream, you have a vision, or a revelation. You need to seek for counsel. You need to seek, because you can mix things up. You can think this is what it is, but that's not what it is. Brother Hagin, how many of you, Brother Hagin, Dad Hagin, had seven visions of Jesus. Jesus appeared to him seven times. And he had some people he always took the vision to. He said there were some people, every time Jesus appeared to him, even though when Jesus appeared to him in the visions, he would tell Jesus, if you are the one talking to me, give me scriptures to back what you have told me. Sometimes he said, he asked Jesus, give me three scriptures. Jesus would tell him, because I am the word, I will give you four. Yet with all of that, he still took the vision and subjected it to the scrutiny of elderly people or people he respected in ministry. So that he has clarity. Why? Because the word of God wants you to be swift to hear, but very slow to speak. Alright? Now, you know that God's spirit always leads us. Leading's are not a problem. Where the issue is, is the perception god's spirit romans 8 14 for as many as are led by the spirit of god they are the sons of god so we do not have issues with the leading but it's important to know what the leading of the spirit is that's why we're taking time to examine what we're examining in the light of the scripture so that we can walk in the light that god will have us walk now remember I'm going to start dealing with decision-making in this service. I will open it up a bit. Then I will get into prop, you know, details of decision-making in the next service. The question is, how interested is God in what we do? How we do it? Where we do it? When we do it? And with whom we do it? Let me go over those questions again because these are very fundamental questions. How interested Is God number one In what we do Number two in how we Do it Number three in where we do it Number four When we do it Number five with whom We do it How interested Is God in what we do How we do it Where we do it When we do it, with whom we do it? That's the question we should ask. And how interested is God in the decisions that we make in our lives? How interested is God in the decisions that we make in our lives? So, for example, is God really interested in how you dress? Is God also interested in how you sleep? You know, sometimes you think God is only interested in spiritual things. Then we think that the little, little things are our business. God's main interest is spiritual. Let me ask all of you a question. Look at me, everybody. If you were to be an inventor, if you were to be an inventor, and you invented something, You invented something, you know, as an inventor. Will you be interested in everything that the object that you invented is doing? Everything. Will you be interested in the functionality of what you invented? Everything. Some things. Will you be interested in the color? Will you be interested in the design? Will you be interested in the attitude? Will you be interested in the functionality? Will you be interested in where the object is placed or positioned? Why? Because that's your product. As an inventor, you're interested in everything. So, the same way, God is interested in everything about you everything from how you dress to how you sleep to what you eat to where you live to what you wear. God is because you are His product. As a creator, you have to be interested interested in everything. In other words, if the leading of the spirit, the leading of the spirit implies the control of the spirit. If the leading of the spirit implies the control of the spirit, then we need to ask ourselves, how vital Is the leading of the spirit in all my decisions? How vital is the leading of the spirit in all my decisions? Is it possible for a creator to be less interested in certain areas of its creature? Is God really interested in every activity of his creature Well, we all agreed that it's not possible for a creator not to be interested in certain areas of his creature. Do we all agree? If we agree, can I have a very loud amen? I want the radio people to hear you. So let's see how we make decisions. Remember everybody, we make decisions every moment of our lives. Every moment. When you stood up this morning and decided to come to Power City for service, that was a decision. When you came in and sat down and took your pen and notebook to write, that's a decision. As I'm teaching, if you're paying attention to what I am saying, that's a decision. If I'm teaching right now and your notebook and pen, you're just making a list of the things you're going to send them to buy in the market after service, that's also a decision. Maggie Salt. Atargu. Is it Ataru? Tatashi. I'm not the one speaking. Is Dr. Gabriel speaking through me? some people they look you think they are writing seriously you think they are writing seriously what they are saying is after the service I will visit auntie 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 Ukeme tomorrow in my place of work they are writing notes it's a decision Right now as I'm speaking, you're listening to me say decision. Every moment of your life, you're making decisions. Life is all about decision making. Is that true? I said, is that true? So we make decision every minute of our lives. Let's look at natural decision making. So, if we all agree that the creator is interested in everything, his creature does Then we look at, we're going to look at ministry. We're going to look at career. We're going to look at location where you live. We're going to look at marriage. All of these are areas of importance in your life. We're going to look at business. We're going to look at investments. Because those are all decisions. We also want to be able to look at where and what role does common sense play. Where and what role does common sense play in the perception that we have of the leading of the spirit? Where and what role does common sense play in the perception of the leading of the spirit? A common example. A man was called Zechariah and his wife Elizabeth. Relatives of Jesus' parents, Mary and Joseph. The angel came to him and said, Zechariah, you will have a child. And Zechariah said, I am old. I'm too old. He told him, you will have a child. And he will play a role in ministry. He gave him some specifics. The Holy Spirit told him, you will have a child. His name shall be called John. But the Holy Spirit did not include to have a son, you will have to have sexual intimacy with your wife. Mm -mm. The Holy Ghost didn't include that. But the Holy Ghost said you will have a child. His name shall be called John. By implication, the Holy Ghost is saying have sexual intimacy with your wife. But the Holy Ghost didn't say that. He expected him to have common sense to the perception of the Spirit. The Holy Ghost and God expected him to have common sense. Now, what if he didn't apply common sense to the leading of the spirit? He probably will have prayed more, fasted more, go on the mountaintop, make faith confessions, be frustrated and conclude that God does not keep his word and conclude that God is not faithful. Because in his dumb mind. He thinks that when God says you will have a child. His wife will just boom be pregnant. No. There is common sense to the perception of the leading of the spirit. Somebody say I hear you. Many are still praying and fasting. Because the common sense they should have applied. They have not applied it. And they are waiting for God to do what they should do. In response to what God has said. Many are fasting. Many are frustrated. Many are stagnant. Many are even ashamed. Not because God didn't speak to them. But because they don't understand that there is a common sense application. To the perception of the leading of the Holy Spirit. I'm teaching good. So by having his common sense. He acted on what God said. He took the instructions well by using his common sense. So there's a place of common sense because sometimes we feel that God is going to do certain things that we're supposed to do. Another one, there was a guy called Peter. Peter was in prison in Acts chapter 12. And the angel comes and sets him free. And the angel said, Peter, wear your clothes. Wear your clothes. I have released you, but wear your clothes before we move. The angel said, Peter, wear your garment. Take your sandals. I thought if God is the one giving the direction, my clothes should appear on me automatically. Peter, stand up, let's go. And the clothes just appear. No, you wear your clothes. I'm not going to wear your clothes for you. He said, you do this. You do that. Yet, in doing those common sense things, he was receiving the leading of the spirit. So, we have decisions we make in life because sometimes in looking out for the spectacular You miss the supernatural. Most times God expects us to use our common sense. When we get instructed by the Holy Spirit. We have to apply common sense. Somebody shall common sense. Say with me, I will apply common sense. To the leading of the spirit. So we have areas of our lives. Areas of ministry, career, marriage. Location, business. We will take them one by one in this teaching decision making to the perceptions and leadings of the spirit. Most of us don't know no matter the word you have no matter the leading of the spirit you have received it still boils down to your decision to do the will of God no matter the leading of the spirit no matter the perception at the end of the day you will have to ultimately make the decision to do the will of God the perception and the leading does not do its, does not carry out itself the person receiving the perception and the leading will ultimately be the one to make the decisions in judges chapter 6 there was a man by the name of Gideon he did something in making decisions we keep asking is it right to do this is it right to do that In life, generally, we have options. Is it not true? We have options to do this or to do that. Generally, everybody has options. And you will be presented with options on what to do. You are an engineer, or you dream to be an engineer. You went to the university and read engineering. But by the time you are graduating, you discovered over 500,000 engineers. Have graduated before you, and there are only 100 jobs for engineers in the country. You read engineering; within the four years you were in university, 500,000 engineers have graduated before you now graduated, and there's only opportunity for 100. Okay, let's say 100,000. 100,000 engineers. So there's still 400,000 in waiting list before you graduated with others that are graduating with you. So now what do you do? That's where many of us find ourselves most times. You find yourself in a dilemma sometimes. Honey, you know, when we were studying Power City many years ago, I met a chief judge in this state. I don't want to call her name. She was a lady. She used to be in my father's church, a sense of God Church. And then she was talking to me because she took me to her house and gave me... Uh, Gary with soup and then I was eating in her house. She decided to use the opportunity to talk to me. She said, I hear that you want to start your church. I said, yes. She said, how many of us do you think will leave our church and follow you? So I, I stopped. I didn't swallow the Gary, I kept it back. <laughs> the woman wants to insult me. She wants to insult me because she's a chief judge. And because I came to a house to eat, Gary. He said, "How many of us?" So now you want to start your church, expecting us that are already in churches to follow you? I say, my kind of church will not admit people like you. And honestly, I'm sure she's dead now. She's no more alive. She never came to this church once because my church will not accommodate people like her. And after I answered that, I washed my hand and I told her I'm satisfied. Thank you. I will not eat Gary on a table of mockery of my life. That hunger has not been born. Let me starve. You, I will not open my two eyes and watch you cast as passions on my f- calling and purpose. Eat your Gary. What is gari? I left. I left it to my vision. Let her keep her gari. Let me keep my vision. <laughs> All over the world today, people are getting blessed by this same church. That she said, "How many people do you think? How many of us do you think will join you? We already belong to churches, so don't start a church. Join. <laughs> you want to deter me?" From what God is taking me to. Watch. You will will hear something. You will hear something. So you have options. You have banking options. You have medical doctors. Then you, you know. All of that. You have a desire to treat the sick. And then you become a doctor. And then you go on strike. I didn't say anything. I just say you went to medical school humbled yourself and kept examining dead body dead body, dead body you kept cutting dead body every day you go and cut dead body and be examining you went through all of that to graduate because you're compassionate to heal sick people then you now go on strike I didn't say anything I didn't say anything I'm just saying So there are options Options in career making Many of us here have read things That have no bearing to what God wants you to do And now you are in a lacuna In a lacuna somewhere There's a lacuna You don't know how to get out of it I don't know what to do Because all you know Is tied to that piece of paper you have And the piece of paper Have nowhere it is important So now you are holding the piece of paper, but the piece of paper has no value in your hand. And your life is being frustrated and you don't know what to do. You pray in tongues, you speak in tongues. After speaking in tongues, the paper is waiting there. Lord, what do I do? That's what we're teaching, what we're teaching you here. Before you went to the university to read that course and graduate with that certificate or degree or document or paper, God already had a plan for you before the world began. And he knew that there will be a million engineers along with you, yet he has a plan that will make you a blessing to your world. So beyond engineering, beyond medical science, beyond accounting, you must look out for what God's plan is. And let me tell you, sometimes God's plan may redirect you you didn't hear that. How many of you, how many of you understand uh, what do they call that thing, honey? That thing they call Tom Tom abroad. Is it Tom Tom or something? That thing that talks to you, that woman that talks to you inside the car. Navigation. Abi? Abi? Uh, Siri. Yes, I know it's Siri, but I'm looking for a common name that everybody. Wants. Huh? Google Map. Yeah, that, that map that when you get in the car, you put it on you put your location where you want to go and a lady starts telling you turn 10 turn, turn right after 10 meters you will turn left you know and then if she's leading you and you rebel because sometimes you rebel because she talks too much like it is with women i didn't say like it is with all women i said like it is with women please hear well <laughs> So she's talking and talking then she says turn left but before because of the last one she talked too much your head is hot while you're still booting all the things she said you turn right then she, she now says you have missed it then she'll now say keep going keep going she doesn't say hopeless idiot stupid man you don't get ahead. <laughs> she will just say keep going keep going keep going make another turn she takes over immediately anywhere you enter she will take over she will tell you, okay, turn, turn. She will take you around and eventually she will bring you back to where you're going to. If, if technology has sense to be able to take you no matter how much you miss where you're going and bring you back to where you're going, how much more God... I don't care how much of God's plan you have missed. I don't care where you are right now. If you will just follow the voice of God and the leading of God, God knows a million ways of still taking you back to where he intends for you to be and for you to ultimately fulfill the plan and the purpose that he has for your life. If you believe that, stand on your feet and shout a powerful amen. Have I blessed somebody this morning? Say with me, I receive clarity. In decision making. As I follow the plan of God for my life. Now turn to your neighbor and say, no mistake is mistake enough. If only you will follow what God is saying. God has million ways of redirecting you into the plan that he has for your life. Now say to your neighbor, you will have no regrets in life. If only you follow the plan of God. I thought somebody would shout that amen like thunder. God has a plan for you. God has a plan for you. And it's not too late for you to locate and identify that plan that God has for you. It's never too late. It can never be too late. In life, in career, in ministry, in marriage, in business. It can never be too late. Never. Never. Just one right decision you make now will restructure everything back in place. Just one right decision. Things will start falling in place. And the same way, just one wrong decision, things will get out of place. That's why you don't want to miss the things we are teaching and the things I'm going to teach in the next service. Because in the next service, I'll really get into the details of decision making. You don't want to miss it. I beg you. You, know, you don't want to miss it. So that you will save me countless hours of counseling and prayer. Because when you miss God's plan for your life, that's when you become a victim of prayer. Countless prayer. You start praying prayers you should have not prayed. Because you didn't do what you should have done. You start fasting. Fastings that are not called for. And you give room for people to look at you and say... And you say you are a Christian. Yet we can't see the signs. You shouldn't give people room. Because God never created room for people to laugh at you. Because he has a plan for you. I know the thoughts I think towards you. The thoughts of good and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. There's a future for you. There is hope for you. There's a beautiful life ahead of you. Yeah, God wants you to have the good life. Say with me, I receive... The good life said very loud. I receive the good life. Say, The good life is God's will for me. I receive the good life. Say, I live the good life and I walk in the perfect plan of God for my life. I didn't hear powerful, amen. Are you blessed this morning? Heavenly Father, I pray for everybody under the sound of my voice in this service. I ask that revelation knowledge keeps growing big in our hearts. Clarity keeps coming to our minds. I pray for those that have taken certain wrong steps in their lives. That in the course of this teaching, they will suddenly know exactly what to do to fix it. And I rejoice that people are coming out of despondency, out of hopelessness, out of frustration, out of shame and embarrassment. And to walk into the glorious plan that you have for their lives. So in the name of Jesus, I declare right now that every intent and every plan of the enemy is aborted. Is aborted. Is aborted. Is aborted. In the name of Jesus. Great grace is upon you. I speak the favor of God upon your life. And I declare that your reception of the leading of God is being fine tuned. Understanding is growing big on your inside. Father, I give you praise. Hallelujah. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says that Amen on a note of finality. Can I have some celebration in this building this morning? Glory! 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 Amen. Are we blessed this morning? Like I said, you don't want to miss the next service at all. Because I just keep building. And you don't want to miss Wednesday and next Sunday. And we're just going to keep going. I still have a number of weeks to keep teaching this. Because I'm going to keep teaching until you understand well what God wants you to do. And you walk into it. The best of your life is still ahead. You didn't hear what I said. The best of your life is still ahead. I'm telling you. You will end your journey in life gloriously. You are not hearing me. You will end the journey of your life gloriously. Without regrets. Without regrets. Without regrets. me so there is a glorious life ahead of me. In the plan and purpose of God. And I will not miss fire. I will follow the leadings. And I will perceive with accuracy what God will have me do. I didn't hear a good amen. Amen. Remember this morning is partnership service. And this is for the benefit of those online and those on radio and those on television. Today is partnership service. Because by the time we are praying for all partners including you, we may have signed you off. So go ahead and make sure you redeem all your partnership commitments. Listen carefully. Partnership gives us an opportunity to be able to serve you, the grace of God, and to be able to get this good word to everybody all over the world. It is because people faithfully give to support what we do, that we're able to do the much that we do around the world. So if you're not yet a partner, but you've been blessed by this ministry, why don't you consider being a partner of this ministry today? Some other people partnered, and because of their obedience and faithfulness, the word got to where you were. If they never did, it wouldn't have gotten to you. If you partner today with us, because of your faithfulness and obedience, it will get to other people who are where you used to be. That's what partnership affords you. Partnership is a relationship between you and this ministry where every month you set apart a particular amount of money from your income to support what we do. Every month, as a continuous commitment, you determine how much you want to do, you determine how freely you want to give it. You know, you're not under obligation. But as a responsible child of God, you do that because we have a mission. Blessed to be a blessing until all the families of the earth are blessed. See? You are saved to serve. You are called and the call of God upon your lives gives you a calling to other people. That's the way it works in the kingdom. You want to partner today? You want us to you know get you on the partnership team all you need to do is shoot a mail to Dr. Abel Damina at yahoo.com Dr. Abel Damina at yahoo.com shoot a mail to that email address and ask for partnership we will send you all the banking details and you can begin to partner with us today making a difference around the world through the preaching of the pure gospel of Jesus Christ thank you for responding and thank you for shooting out that mail right now everybody else remember That you know, um, the banking details are scrolling for partnership partners. You already have all the details in your email address where you redeem your commitments to. Praise God! All right, get your honor offering this morning. We give in honor of God's word. Every time the word of God is preached, we give in honor of God's word. We give in faith, we give joyfully, and we give willingly in honor. We honor the labor, we honor the teaching, and we honor. The ministry that reaches out to us every time we teach you the word of God. Amen. All right. You have your honor offerings. Lift them up. We want to pray. Lift them up to Jesus in thanksgiving and in worship, lifting up holy hands. We lift up holy hands when we give because that's the way we express our worship to God. And Father, we rejoice this morning for the privilege to give. We give in faith. We give with joy and our offerings are a sweet smell before you today. And we rejoice that we're able to make a difference through our givings. In Jesus' name we pray and every believer says that amen on note of finality amen. glory amen. now listen we're not going to sign you off TV radio audience you guys are going to be on because we will quickly take up the offerings and all the offerings and then for the TV and radio audience we will be joining Mr. Michael Bush shortly for Acts the counselor now alright so we're going to give anywhere on the pulpit you're free to just come drop your offerings all over this place hit that music let's give as we celebrate Jesus this morning glory let yeah. yeah.
1: Just as we get uh, to fly away on this edition of Ask the Counselor. For those listening to us on the radio, we are listening to us on radio, bank details, account name is Power City International, are free banks, FCMB number 1, 2982682028 20, Zenith number 2, 10, 12, 36, 59, 12. And UBA is number 3, 13926. Four, six, five. Final announcement is um, as it has to do with uh, your sponsorship, your uh, your partnership, and of course your support, just call up plus two three four again if you're doing it from outside the country. Otherwise it's 0803-275-6104. Or an email or two to, to, to Dr. Ebel Damina at Yahoo.com. That's also to note that Dr. Of course, it's DR. My name is Michael Bush. I'm your anchor. I'm always joined by my production team. Okay. um, And now, the set man, the man of the moment, the man of the future.
0: Global Baba, Dr. Abel Damina. Intercontinental, Mr. Bush. So good to have you here. Fantastic. Oh, what a blessing.
1: Fantastic. What a It's so nice a to see you, Global Baba. Thank you. Okay, just before we get down, Global Baba, there are two things, two prayers that we must have. Number one is a traditional opening prayer that we always have. and number two is a prayer for those during the first service. Uh, we, we, we didn't at the end, because of time and lack of it, pray for those uh, who sent a prayer request.
0: Let's pray together. Father, we rejoice and we thank you for the privilege of coming before you. And we rejoice that we have all that is required. Even our prayers are already answered. So we declare that Akwaibom is blessed. Our governor and his family blessed. Thank you that this land continues to open up to the gospel. Men and women are coming to the knowledge of the truth. We declare that the knowledge of the glory of the Lord covers our world as the water covers the sea. Disciples are being built up. Ministers of the gospel are being released all over the nation. And we pray for people who are going through challenges. That this will be a moment of relief for them. Bodings are destroyed. Yokes are terminated. And we declare that desires are granted and your people are released to enjoy all that Christ has made available. Thank you for answered prayer. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay, so, um, no, Baba, let me just
1: take it a little. Let's go, just go back a little to what you said during the second service um, about prophecy. Yes. What about um, still talking prophecies? And um, I'm doing this because, I mean, that's what you, you taught uh, just before we came on air now. Uh, prophets, some prophets, especially in prayer houses, they tell you, if you ask them what they, the, the prophecy they gave, even if it's five
0: minutes later, they tell you to don't um, remember. You know, you know, that's still a prophecy. You know, the thing is, um, there's a lot to teach and there's a lot to understand, especially with the prayer houses. First of all, there's nothing like a prayer house in the Bible. The prayer house is supposed to be like a shrine. What we have in the Bible is a church where people are taught the word of God. Prophecy is just supposed to be by the side. The main thing is the teaching of God's word. So the first thing is, if you go to anywhere, whether it's called a prayer house or a church or whatever, and the word of God is not giving dominance, you need to get out of that place because the first thing that you should go to a place for is to hear the word of God, not to go to look for how to solve problems or hear something. Because if you do that, then you are not different from the native doctors because that's what native doctors are for. For people to come and consult for their problems to be solved, but the church is not about that. The church is about the revelation of Jesus and His Word and what He has done. Then, within that, a prophecy can come, a word of knowledge can come. So that is key in helping to distinguish between this and that. Okay,
1: well, um, thank you. This is when we roll. with ask the council. We spent the night. The last edition we ended. In the continent of Europe, and then, of course, that was in uh, trying to in Ireland. So that's where we start from. Hello, Global Baba, kindly help me. Thirteen years ago, I was praying to be baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. One day, when I was sleeping, I had a dream. When I was speaking in tongues, I heard a voice that told me that this is the speaking in tongues we've been praying for. I ignored those tongues for many years. Last year, I started praying in those tongues, but each time I pray. In them, it is dry. I do not feel edified. The syllables do not change at all. There are still six words for the past 13 years. I really need to flow in the spirit. Am I really baptized in the Holy Spirit? Kindly help. I always have dreams praying in tongues. I would um, be filled with the spirit. And I feel edified after dreaming of praying in tongues. But each time I pray in those tongues I got in a dream 13 years ago, I do not feel edified. What should I do? I really need to be filled with the spirit. Thank you. And
0: in Thailand. Um, well, if you're born again, if you're truly born again, you receive Christ, you already filled with the spirit. You already have the Holy Spirit. So what you got to do is just pray in the spirit, pray in tongues and pray them, pray them continually. And the, your mind needs to be renewed also because your, your thinking expects you to feel something for it to be the spirit, but it's not feelings that validate the spirit. It is the word of God that validates the spirit. So, you need some teaching. You need some renewing of your mind. And I'll recommend for you this, pro- this series we are doing. And there's another series I did some time back. The Baptism of the Holy Spirit. If you order for those materials, they'll be able to solve all your problems and help you to flow better and flow with understanding.
1: Still on the continent of Europe, from Ireland to Belgium. Hello, Global Baba. My name is Ode Jaffet. I write from Belgium. Thank you, my daddy, for your labor. In the teaching of the word and in doctrine, may grace continue to abound towards you, sir. Thank you, the legendary and intercontinental Mr. Michael Bush. Please, no, Boba, can you help me with answers to my questions concerning the interpretations of new tongues? Question one, can two individuals have different interpretations to a particular new tongue spoken by a believer? Or better still, can there be different multiple interpretations of a new tongue spoken
0: by an individual? Of course, sure. Why not? That's why it is not translation, it's interpretation. And yes, there could be, just like Peter on the day of Pentecost, after they said they heard them speak the wonderful works of God, then Peter came and expanded it and said, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. He was still in that spirit of prophecy. So yes, it's possible.
1: All right, this uh, second question for David Japheth is, can the interpretation of a particular new tongue spoken, L-B-B-B-B-B, be longer than the tongue spoken? Uh, because uh, Global baba you said a few days ago, a tongue spoken at length, for example, for about three hours, but the interpretation can be just a phrase, a sentence, a phrase, a couple of words, or just a word. So my question is, can it also be the opposite of what Global baba said, that is a short or brief tongue spoken, but a longer explanation, or interpretation of the tongue spoken?
0: Oh, sure, it can be longer than the tongue, because it's not translation, again, it's interpretation. And question three,
1: finally, from Ode Jaffet in Belgium, in arts 2, You said that the Jews present on the day of Pentecost were given the gift of interpretation of the tongue that was spoken by the apostles and disciples, 120 disciples. Sir, knowing that those Jewish people were not born again, is it possible that unbelievers can be given the gifts or have the deposits of the gifts of the Spirit in them? Do the gifts of the Spirit not come or not received at the point of salvation when a man is born again? Please go by any clarification. Thank you, my Father.
0: Okay, well, I'm sure you didn't hear me well. I didn't say the Jewish people received the gift of interpretation. I said the people that were filled with the Spirit interpreted their tongues for the Jewish people to hear and understand. From Europe, I'm going to the
1: Americas. This one, please don't publish my name. Hello, my dear global Baba and the intercontinental Uncle Bush. Thank you, my daddy, for your teachings in which I found light, peace, and the eyes of my understanding. Keep being enlightened daily. Bless your heart, daddy. Please clarify, when I pray in the spirit, can I interpret my own tongues? Oh sure, we talked about it in this service. Yes. When we pray as a congregation, can I interpret someone else's tongue? Yes, why not? When I pray, he hears me and he has already answered my prayers, Question and clarity. I've been praying for over, let's say 15 years or so, and there is no manifestation for answered prayers in my life on the issues I have been praying for and I've listened to your teachings on prayer. No, Is it because I don't have knowledge? In praying, I want to receive tangible answers to my prayers in my life.
0: There could be two things. Number one, you don't know how to receive. So you're praying, it has already been answered. The answer is waiting, but you don't know how to receive it. And the second one could be you're not listening. You don't just pray. You don't just talk. It's not a monologue, it's a dialogue. So when you talk, you wait to hear. And you, you could just be the one praying and talking. And the Spirit of God is telling you what to do, but you're not paying attention. So it's one of the two. But God always answers even before we pray. But it's one thing for God to answer. It's another thing for you to receive. Remember it says, let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. So a double-minded man. So it's about receiving, not about God doing it. Okay, let's, let's make progress from um, the continent of the Americas.
1: We're going straight to Asia. Please, Global Baba, I wish to find out who is a man. Is man like a man, a spirit? Soul, favor, ebe?
0: <laughs> Go and get my teaching on what is man. That will help you answer your question because even the question is not very clear. So, get my teaching on what is man. It's a whole series on what is man. Another quick
1: anonymous entry. Okay, not anonymous. Uh, they say it's driven by Dr. Steve Ebaidome, um who claimed that this, uh, I claim that this comes from Asia. Says, I, li- I listened to ask the counselor that follows any, um, all your messages. I. Any believer in whom the Holy Spirit dwells cannot be rejoiced to hear the clarity with which you answer seemingly difficult questions. And I can imagine how many critics as men of God be waiting to hear you double speak as you re- respond to questions. And I can also see the disappointment in their faces as you always disappoint them. More grace unto you, sir, our apostle, Globo Baba. A greetings to Mama Rachel. Please tell her I covet her prayers for health and strength in my body. Thank you.
0: Well, Dr. Steve McBaddle was the first man's fellowship president of this church. Wow. Wow! Yeah, he was the first wow. man's fellowship president of this church. Oh, wow! So he's retired. I think mm. he's in Benin City, Benin City. Okay. and he's part of Power City, Benin. Okay. We'll be glad to see you, Doctor Steve. Bless you. To
1: Uyo, Global Baba. I noticed you are doing the reading alone this time. Global no, Baba, where is our beautiful girl? We miss <laughs> that voice. A ministry is neither oh, be
0: Global Baba, a
1: few days ago you said that the believer in Christ has all the gifts of the Spirit, but it seems you only focus on teaching. What about the demonstration of the spirit? I mean the dramas and all of that. Frank, in New
0: Well, Frank, keep following. If you keep following, you will come to clarity. It's not the drama that makes it power. It's the result that comes out of it. So keep following. Some questions from the live audience. Please, Global Baba, Can one's knowledge
1: of the scripture influence one's interpretation of tongues? Name, ijoma Precious. I didn't hear that. Can someone's? Can someone's um, knowledge of the scripture influence that person's interpretation of tongues.
0: Yes, it can. That's why the other day I said, if you can't speak good English, your prophecy will come in pidgin English. Now only you follow calm, God ever can tell you, yeah, it will come like that. Because the Holy Ghost will not expand your mental capacity. It will work with what is
1: available. You said that a pastor can live functioning as one for about 40 years and still come back to work. My question, what if this in this time, he dies or he joins a group that he forgets where he belongs in Christ. Please, what will happen? Thank you.
0: Well, if he dies, he goes to Jesus, but he has no reward for ministry because he never fulfilled his ministry. And if he joins another group, God in his mercy has a way of getting him to remember where he belongs and to remember who he is. Okay. No, Baba, because of time and the lack of it, we just must leave it here and
1: prayers for prayer requests, people.
0: All right. Okay, there was one prayer request. Okay, yes, Father, we pray for that family. We pray for that uh, that young man. We ask that all the provision required are released. Every delay is taken away. Your favor is released. Circumstances are arranged, and we declare that brother, that family totally, totally empowered and blessed. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for every other need met. Sick bodies are healed. Believers are empowered. And we declare that the word of the enemy is broken over those he is manipulating. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for answered prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay.
1: Another day to say another day. You know, we just leave it here for today and prepare for another day. Until then, this is Michael Bush. Your anchor on behalf of the production team inviting Global Barber to take us home. The
0: intercontinental, Mr. Global Bush. Barber. Thank you again, man. It's been wonderful. We want to thank every one of you for giving us the opportunity to serve you the grace of God. But those of you watching online on television, those listening on radio, we are so glad. Remember tomorrow evening, 6 p.m. GMT plus one. We are live again. If you don't want to miss it for anything, under the sun. 6 p.m. GMT plus one. For those on radio in Akwaibom, 1 to 3 o'clock this afternoon, we are on XLFM. 3 to 5 we are on Passion FM and of course this evening 8 to 9 we are on Inspiration 10 to 12 midnight we are on Heritage tomorrow morning 5.45 a.m. We are on XL FM 11 to 1 we are on Radio Aquarium 1 to 3 XL 3 to 5 Passion and we are back here tomorrow evening 6 p.m. in Grand Style on Comfort FM. Enjoy the grace of Christ and tell more people about what God is doing. We look forward to seeing all of you tomorrow evening. And until then, enjoy the grace of Jesus Christ. Goodbye from Uyo, Nigeria. Amen. Glory to God.